I got I got my gossip started late during the break, didn't I? I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steel Man. We went into gossip. I wanted to start a little gossip about a couple of people I heard while I was gone, and then then I heard Billy Jean. Speaking of which, by the way, a new podcast I'm listening to involving Michael Jackson. Okay, interesting. Uh, how me, many episodes? I let's see how many. There's a lot of episodes. Uh, I am one episode in so far. Oh, there's a lot of work to <laughs> be done. There's a lot of work to be done uh, on this podcast. Let's see. What is it called? It is um, Think Twice, Michael Jackson. And so I've started this thing where I'll listen to one episode of any of these podcasts, and if it sucks me in after one, I'm in, right? And I'll listen to a few of them. Josh, the very first episode of um, Think Twice, Michael Jackson, apparently – because again, I, you were probably too young to remember. Like, when were you born? Eighty four. Oh, not gosh, you yeah, way too young. But I that was in the prime. Like, I <laughs> I'm wanted, looking more like I was born. In no, 84. no, no, not at all. That I, that's bad math on my part. But like, I wanted a moonwalk, right? I bought. I was. I wanted parachute pants. Small, <laughs> un, non talented white kid in the suburbs. I wanted to dance like Michael Jackson and many other shiny did glove. Too. But you got to remember, before all of the allegations came down, they were already like, what's going on with this dude? What's up with the, what's up with this? He had actually started making, I didn't know this. This is education for everybody. I give you an hour's worth of football, people. You can give me an hour's worth of of non-football here for just a second. But he had made a movie in 1993 that was called, like, Is This Scary or something of that nature that was supposed to be him defending everyone's perception of him's like, dang, dude, what's going on here? You ride Ferris wheels, you've got a pet uh, orangutan, you've got this monkey, whatever. There was a lot going on with Michael Jackson. And so he was trying to defend himself. Josh, in the middle of making this movie, that's when the first charge came against him. Oh, my gosh. So the movie never got made, but apparently there's there's hidden slash lost versions of it online right now that you can find. Is that right? It's well worth your time. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Got to go back to 93, though. Uh, off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, which has been, I mean, in fairness, Josh, it's been on fire. For the first, I'm re- now not. Let's let's be People let's be clear here. Let's be clear here. It's not on Parker Thune, Tyler McComas fire from a recruiting perspective, but I feel really good about the way things are going this morning. Like this from uh, <laughs> from at Dan freaking pants who writes, guys. According to my sources and people close to the program, I have no reason to believe Oklahoma isn't squarely in the lead to take a girl out on a date of her dreams. And of a guy swoop in at midnight and take her home. I feel like that's a Winari text. Don't you feel like that's kind of where we're going in that direction? Sure. You want to hit Sark's Vodka? I don't know if that's necessarily a proper name we should have anyone on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet no, text line. Not. Who? <laughs> I usually give names just because you'll be like, hey, I'm Guy here, and I'll just type it in real quick and, and go. But somebody's name from Edmund on this is Sark's That is terrible. That's terrible. Bum, want to read your text. Uh, right, just tuned in. Anyone else feel like they would completely accept a loss on Winari 
to like Georgia or Bama, even if it was if it was still based on NIL. But the fact that we can't even beat out Missouri after leading for months is a tad annoying. Just curious what everyone else thinks. Everyone in my office is a poke. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Sarks Vodka. Oh my gosh, what what I go away for a week? Um Th- there's a lot of uh I think truth to that in the sense that Oklahoma fans just don't feel like they should be losing a recruit like this to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and name image like this, whatever, you can try and make it make sense. The factor of proximity and people keep coming back to, yeah, but it's Missouri. Mm-hmm. And But here's the reality, though. Different world, baby. And if Missouri can uh, allocate everything to one guy, it's going to be tough to beat. Here's one from the 615. I believe this is Tennessee. NIL has absolutely ruined college football. OU chasing five-star defensive linemen is like Wiley Coyote chasing the roadrunner. We never catch them, and it always ends with us looking stupid. It's It always ends with the frustration over – I mean, I got I can't even begin to tell you guys this enough. It is really, really awesome to see the support that social media – and I, I'm not in faith. I had to get out of a few Facebook groups. I'm sorry. It was nothing personal. I'm just sticking to the softball side of things. But beyond that, and even I, I, beyond message, I don't think message boards are, well, maybe they're a little bit disturbing, but not quite to the degree that they once were. I feel like everyone kind of understands, hey, we might lose this dude, but in a year from now, with this transfer portal, even though it's changing, it's not going to change completely. And they've shut down two guys that were on a second transfer, right? So I don't think it's time to panic yet. But the, the way that y'all build guys up and the way that you, you get the, um, the follow train, it's really, it's really cool to see. Now, it's enraging in the same vein because, as we've talked about many times on this show, there is nothing more frustrating than seeing a college football recruit Say, who's going to show me more love? Where's the X, Y, and Z fans? Come on, guys. Follow Williams Winery. Right. So, but I love that. I love, <laughs> I love how Oklahoma fans will get behind it. Now, I ain't following them until they commit, but I love it. <laughs> if, I say that. I think if you looked at my follows, I actually follow Winery. With that said, it's frustrating whenever you are losing dudes and you know the only reason is money. It's very frustrating. But I don't think it's an indication that anything is wrong with Oklahoma's NIL. I just don't. So I don't have to educate anyone on this. Y'all know there's so many factors at work. This is family. This is, you know, the, the, the tie to being home. And this is also a decision that really hasn't been made public yet right uh uh, travis if i want to read this so if you don't want me reading this on the air please tell me because i think it's really really good and i'm sure travis has talked about it a lot on his shows here on the ref but i think it's a really really good point so while i get clearance let me get to true sooner 
before we hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line more in depth in hour two of the Plank Show on a Monday. What's going on, True Sooner? How are you? Welcome back. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Hey, so I think I think this is not what I call about, but since you're talking about this recruit, I think it seems like we've lost a lot of guys, um, you know, and you're always going to hear the negative stuff, um, whether it be the defensive tackles or whatever. And it, it seems like that Oklahoma in the last couple of years, I know this is apples and oranges, but kind of going back to the softball thing, it seems like it's always a money situation. And we kind of, it's always like, why are we not getting the extra seats? And why are we not getting the extra players? And why are we not getting the, like, why can't we not compete with the money? And we look at our st- our stadium and we got 85,000 people and we hear that we're one of the top what, five, five to 10 money-making teams in the uh, universities in the country. And I think that just kind of confuses people. Maybe they don't know about all the positive things uh, money-wise and that they're doing and stuff like that. But it seems like that all that other stuff kind of gets under a microscope and kind of gets uh, not, not blown out of proportion because it is happening. But it just it, it's a head-scratcher that why we keep losing, you know, to NIL and why we keep losing, you know, other areas when, when, when it seems like we, you know, we have the money that the Alabama and, and the in some cases, Texas does and all that. That's what confuses a lot of people. I oh, I, I, I completely understand. I completely do. You know, you, you I was going to tell you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I was going to tell you real quick. I, I saw this stat on Fox CFB yesterday. And this and you guys may have talked about this a million times, so it may not be something new to you. But this stat blew me away. Or these, these stats, since 2009, Texas and Nebraska, since, since Texas – has played in the national championship game in 2009. In the the wins, you want to compare Texas to Nebraska. We always this, hear yeah. about the, yeah. You you already saw this. No, go ahead. You know, yeah. We always hear about Texas, and we hear about how Nebraska is is falling off the map, and that they're nowhere to be seen. And that Oklahoma you know, is going and, to be the next Nebraska when they go to the SEC. Yeah. Yes, Texas and Nebraska. Nebraska's got 82 wins since 2009. Texas has 83. <laughs> You know, losses, Texas has 68 losses. Nebraska has 68 losses. And, you know, this is kind of getting a little deeper, but average points scored, Nebraska has averaged 30.2 points a game since then, Texas 30.6. It's literally like and, up and down. It's identical of the two. Yeah, and here's, here's what's crazy. This, what, this is what blew me away. Five-star recruits since 2009. Nebraska zero, Texas 17. Four-star recruits. Nebraska seventy-two, Texas one hundred and fifty-eight. Oh, dang, man! That's... I mean, that just like I, I blew me away. I was like, you don't hear nothing about where's Texas gone. You know, you hear about how every year about how they're supposed to be ranked in the top five and they're having top five classes every year, and how Nebraska might as well be Colorado or West Virginia out there. You know, it's just crazy. Sure, good phone call. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. I think I saw Teddy originally retweet this at Ted. What what is Ted's Twitter feed? I want to make sure I get it correct here. I don't at want Ted Layman eleven. Is is it all? There's no underscore. Beautiful. I don't think so. By the way, I got completely thrown off whenever I was trying to. I think it was re, it's called reposts now, and it literally shook me. I don't know why. It's what is this right here? It's supposed to be retweet. Retweet? What are we doing? Um, Yeah, it's fascinating numbers. But every year, every year, the offseason buzz centers around Texas. I feel like there's this great misconception 
about A&M, Nebraska, and even Missouri. Because if you look at their first five years, now granted, A&M had Johnny Menzel during that run, but they didn't have any problem competing in the SEC and the Big Ten. They were there. I think Missouri had one bad season, and then they were in the SEC championship game. Nebraska was constantly in the mix in the Big Ten. And then they decided to get goofy with their ADs and their coaches and make some weird moves. But this whole idea of, oh, you're just not ready, you can't compete. I don't know, man. I feel pretty good about things with the way recruiting and the buzz that seems to build because, I don't know, a sports talk show host realizes if he says something bad about Oklahoma, he's going to get incredible reaction, and that's basically what his entire world is created on is riling you up. So I'm not – I don't get too caught up in when the cowards and those – Colin Cowards, sorry – say, well, I just think Oklahoma's going to disappear. It's like, well, Texas had the almost exact same numbers over a span as Nebraska did and hasn't disappeared. And honestly, you know, I, I, I find this – speaking of balances, it blow my mind. I just truly do not understand – <laughs> I truly have never understood exactly, Coach. I've never understood whenever I'll be in a group of people. I'm like, dude, there's no buzz around college football this year. You're like, like Arnie did this to me last night. S- Sunday nights, 10P1A, right here on the route. Most of these same KRF affiliates are like, dude, there's no buzz around college football. I mean, just none whatsoever. I'm thinking to myself, the world are you talking about, man? <laughs> we had a starting quarterback named down in Florida. You got conference realignment like crazy, which some might say takes away from the football. But here in, in, in Norman, in SEC country, in Tuscaloosa, Columbus, Ohio, you look all across, that's it, man. That's absolutely it. And this idea that there's, I mean, there's incredible storylines everywhere, even for the, well, it's the same three teams. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. Because whenever we got Cincinnati in there, when you got TCU in there, all you did is complain about it. It's what you want. I'm fighting with that invisible imaginary person right now. But the point is, you're fighting with Arnie. I'm fighting with Arnie during the show, which wasn't even really a fight. He kind of did agree with me. It was one of the few times, like, ah, you're right. But this whole idea that, you know, Oklahoma's magically going to go away while Texas thrives, or that Nebraska can never recover because they're in the Big Ten is just, BS. So you got to remember at 10:18 a.m. over the last week, Josh, I have not had to worry about FCC regulations. Okay, it's just been you're working back into. I'm form. working back into shape right now. Yeah, true. I, wait, wait to take us down a road to get me even angrier. Whenever I just talked about trying to control my anger, and not that I'm an overly angry person. It's just did, here we are. Did you do all the vacation driving? All of it. Except for two hours. And it was the scariest two hours I've ever been involved in in my life. You're like, let me drive oh, again. Can I drive again, please? <laughs> I just like driving. I like driving. I really truly. I came to realize something this week, Josh. I really like driving by myself. I mean, that's the thing that I came away with. It's like, wait, you need what? We just stopped. We just stopped. But... It was fun. It was it was worth it. I listened to a lot. I listened to a lot. Just put the earbuds in put and go. Put the earbuds in. If there was, I listened to a lot of our our podcasts. Are, 
I mean, listen, if you miss the show from 9 to noon or if you miss Toby from 6 to 9 a.m., I feel like it's not as if it's under-promoted by any stretch of the imagination, but just maybe you don't realize, basically listen to this show whenever you want. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. So I did a lot of that. If there was a Sooner pod, I listened more to to Brandon and uh, Parker. I hadn't listened to them a lot. I hadn't got a chance to. I caught up with Gabe and Teddy, caught up with uh, with, with carrying those guys. I mean, it. I, Andy Staples, you name it, Josh. There was nonstop college football conversations in my head. For you were consuming. 20, I was consuming it, consuming it. And if someone comes and says, Dad, I just, I don't know, I, where's the buzz? I'm like, the, what are we talking about right now? Where's the buzz? Let's go. All right, quick break, quick break. When we come back, Josh, uh, let's hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line because it's hot, it's hopping, and a lot of recruiting talk and a lot of, as you might imagine, scrimmage talk right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Did you hear how, did you hear how Toby finished his show today? How he wrapped up. I'm still kind of laughing about it. Is <laughs> yeah. it good luck at three o'clock to everybody? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was good. Ah, uh, that kid. Uh, that that dude. I love that. That kid. kid. That that kid. Um, Toby's a good one. Do you want to hit some texts here? I haven't. <laughs> I went during the break and I told Tyler, I'm like, if our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is any indication, it's going to be a fun afternoon on the old locked in and the rush. But let's hit some things before everyone started getting concerned about Winari's announcement later on this afternoon, 3 o'clock. And, of course, as a station that is committed to Sooner coverage, Tyler, uh, is Teddy in today? Teddy, they'll be all over this afternoon at 3, I would assume. And I mentioned I wanted to read this from Trevor. Who's Trevor? From um, Travis. Travis. Thank you. I saw Trevor in the hallway. Because <laughs> we were talking about recruiting. Guys, it's the number one player in the country. Alabama, Georgia, everyone is going to lose out to Missouri. Are other fan bases so upset? I don't think so. This isn't a three-star that only is that is uh, that, that Missouri wants. This is a five-star. We signed a five-star at the same position of Winery nine months ago. So I think the charge there is if you're like True Sooner, right? True calls and says, nothing against True. Hey, man, I hate hearing about us losing when it comes down to money. Well, guess what? It's not just, if that's the case, Oklahoma. It's Alabama and Georgia, too. So we're in pretty good company on that front. Now, I tend to be somebody, Josh, that is, like, nauseously optimistic in situations like this to where I'll say, hey, you know, I remember there have been about three or four guys that were supposed to go somewhere else. And then all of a sudden I see the edit, and it's, whoa. I remember getting David Hicks fonged to Oklahoma before I even knew what being fonged meant, and so I played out. So there was a Peyton Bowen saga. Saga is a great way to describe that. By the way, sidebar on some of the practice stuff that I've heard. Speaking of dudes that just look the part, I know this comes as no shock after seeing him in the spring game, but Peyton Bowen's going to push not just for some playing time, but beyond. Now, as we mentioned – Seemed like that the scrimmage went well for some of the safeties on Saturday. But everyone seems to, and not just from anything on Saturday with Bone, but just in general, it seems like there's been a 
a lot of juice around him. All right, let's roll through some of these. 405-651-3439 for the 918. I think someone to keep an eye on is Lewis Carter, future dude. I like Lewis Carter a lot, but it's just isn't it wild to think, hey, they got some depth there at backer now. Got some some talented players between Canick, McKenzie, obviously Stutzman, McCullough. Yeah, they've they've got some guys, and then you think about Carter, Pachati, and on and on and on. I still like – did you mention Kip Lewis in that? I still like Kip Lewis. Should have mentioned Kip Lewis. You know, Kobe McKenzie. It's wild. It's wild. And every single one of them is supposed to play Cheetah, from what I've heard. Uh, this one from the 402 in Nebraska. There is not one recruit that will make or break the OU program and what Brent Venables coaches and his coaches are building. But can we please let it play out first? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently that's not the case. I haven't jumped on Twitter. Is it even worse there? I don't even. RX, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even think I want to look. Okay, okay. Then maybe we'll save it till after the show. Post-show Twitter is, I think, my favorite Twitter. It's like, oh, okay, let's see. Is there anything we missed? <laughs> Here's one. Glover looks like he's in his 50s. Get him some dry fit pants. That Swamp A was awful yesterday. Yeah, well, I I do agree with the sentiment that he doesn't look like he's in his 20s. I I think Coach T was saying he's playing like he's in his 20s. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think that was the one clarification. He looks like a 43-year-old man. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that, hey. Okay, uh, I have a hot take on this. I actually have reached this point to where I embrace sweat everywhere. It, <laughs> m- many years ago, Josh Helmer – there would be – I would wear an undershirt. I would worry. It's like, oh, my gosh, is sweat coming Hide through? It. Right. It was – It was. now I'm just like, yeah, I'm sweating, bro. It's hot out here. Let's go. I have no concerns anymore. Like golf, the more blotchy, wet spots on the shirt, the better. I have no issue at all with Lucas Glover's sweat issues yesterday. I, it's, it's like a badge of honor. Hey, that's working out, boys. That's what happens. I might just be standing in the heat, but – When do you cross that – Threshold into 45, that mindset. Five, I think was about. I think it was forty-five, Josh. Where so I was I'm like, done caring. Uh, I don't care anymore. If people see me sweat, it's hot out here. Guess what? I'm working. Is it being a dad or? I I also think it makes me look better. I think it adds. It's like, oh look, that dude's fit. Every single time I see a dude sweating, well, most of the time when I see a dude sweating, he's in pretty good shape. Uh, LJ is not as positive as many of you today on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. He writes, these non-conference games are no gimme. I'm worried considering how we played last year. Well, LJ, the way they played in non-conference, you should be on cloud nine right now. I have not been spread searcher as far as the Oklahoma Sooners numbers are concerned, but in just a quick Google search that sent me to VegasInsider.com, it's pretty significant. Well, nope, not available yet. I'd seen up to like a 14-and-a-half, maybe 20-point spread for Arkansas, but they don't have anything on VegasInsider.com yet for Oklahoma. I was going to try to use the spread be like, hey, man, calm down. These are big numbers. For Arkansas State? Just in general, yeah. Here's one that says – well, here's one that says 33. For Arkansas State, yeah, it's got to be something like that. I mean, it's way higher than several touchdowns. Yeah, I guess so. Boy, maybe I was looking at SMU. But anyway. Yeah. I I don't feel like I have to 
minimize the non-conference schedule. Right? We know Arkansas State shouldn't be in the same class as Oklahoma, right? SMU is coming off a year where they've had to rebuild a little bit, new starting quarterback. Lost Mordecai. They've brought in a lot of dudes out of the transfer portal. And as the most ardent University of Tulsa homer, probably on these airwaves, at least this Norman area, even I look at it and say, hey, Tulsa might be okay. But it's gonna it's gonna take them a time a little bit of time for Kevin Wilson to get some of the dudes in there that he needs to be successful in the American Athletic Conference. So I'm not as concerned about the schedule as LJ is. Well, if this schedule is presenting problems for Oklahoma, that that's not good news about the uh, the rest of the schedule. If the non conference portion is challenging, uh, Loco Ohio. Writes, Jane Jackson was going to Texas until the last hours of recruitment, so let's just see what happens. That's true. Texas or Miami in that uh, those waning moments. And then there was this. Um, <laughs> last time Jaden Gibson was looking good, we were worried or we were about to sign David Hicks. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it's from 5808. I'm just telling you, dude. I... There are certain things that I will fall for immediately, every single time. Buzzworthy players. A talented edge rusher that's just getting after the quarterback. I'll fall for that buzz every single time. But I think Jaden Gibson buzz has now surpassed all of it. Any any little positivity I can get about one, it's like, Jaden Gibson, there he is. Here he comes. I just feel like if I call myself out, then you guys can understand where I'm coming from. I think the kid has a chance to be amazing. I think he has a chance to be fantastic. So every little bit of every morsel, every little morsel I get, I'm I'm, I'm going to buy into it. Uh, and then Derek with a very good note on Winery. He writes, as much as I'd love to have Winery, still a team sport, and we have dudes all over the field, just like with Hicks. You just say that sucks and moves on. He's a kid, regardless who wants to stay close to his family. I can respect that. Plus, who's no who's who knows what happens when it's time to put pen to paper? Great point. Great point. But also even a better point. It's ten thirty five. He doesn't announce until three o'clock. <laughs> that's the I think that's the most important thing here to keep in mind. Now, three o'clock. You guys go crazy. That's fine. I'm sure Parker and, and Tyler can take your bullets. I think they're ready for it in Scarface style. But let's watch it play out. What did Yogi Berra say? It ain't over till it's over. Isn't that his trademarked phrase? I just I like that perspective. Hey, guys, if we get him, that's awesome. But it's also August 14th, and signing day isn't until December, what, 12th, 13th? But just calm down. I want to find the cut I used to have on the old show, Josh, which was uh, Bill Snyder was coming off the field after they had just won the Big 12 championship, and he's trying to talk and get interviewed by, I think it was <laughs> Dr. Jerry Punch, and some fan rolls over and is just going crazy. And Bill Snyder, with the mic and face, goes, ah, calm down now. Just calm, Everything's going to be okay. You need to calm down right now. 
and then goes on with his interview. I feel like I need that cut to just play every now and then. That's just great. calm down now. Just calm down. 2000, 2003? I got to find it. I think it was Jack Aroot, actually, that was talking to. It had to have been. I mean, just calm down. Just calm down. Oh, gosh, Mr. Sports, hang in there. I, I, didn't even, I did not see that I got so caught up in the text line. Quick break, Mr. Sports, we're teasing a caller. Huh? How about that for sports radio? Next, right here on The Ref. Ah, yes, to the phones, the Riverwind Casino call-in line. Mr. Sports. What's going on, Mr. Sports? How are you? Mr. Plank. Glad to have you back. Thanks, dude. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. It uh, it was nice. It was good. I I, I tried two vacations this summer. Don't think we're ever going to do that again, but it worked out really well. (laughs) Good, good. You know... I gotta say this, I I want Winery as bad as anybody does, but these fans, aka recruiting experts, get on social media and just—I mean, I've, I've never seen things posted so stupidly <laughs> in in this last couple of years. It's just crazy, and one in particular, I wanted to. I wanted to quote, I don't know the person or anything, so it didn't matter. But he said, if we don't get Winery, we need to change our whole NLI program (laughs) and our complete recruiting process and bring in somebody that can recruit. I about fell off off my horse when I was reading that. I was like, are you kidding me? But I want to, you know, I just want to leave with this. When people say that stuff to me, you know, like, oh, it's over, it's over, we didn't get this kid or whatever. Do these people stop to think, are these coaches just going to delete these kids' phone numbers out of their phones? They will be recruiting Winery for the next two or three years because the portal, if he goes up there and those coaches fall on their face in Missouri and they have a losing season, what's to say Winery just don't jump in the portal and boom, he's right down here where he, where he was going to go in the first place. Yeah, nice. So I, I just think that after 3 o'clock today, Chris, there's going to be some season tickets come open because I do, I truly do believe that there's going to be people jumping off the cliff. Thanks, because Mr. it's Sports. over. Appreciate your phone call. That's uh, dripping yeah. with some sarcasm there from Mr. Sports. Does is this as simple? Because there was a couple of good questions off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line about this, which mm-hmm. is, hey, okay, so where, what happened? Where, where did things go wrong? Someone's like, have we tried checking in with Parker this morning? Well, yeah, call. Parker's coming up in an hour and 15 minutes. We're not going to spend the whole show panicking about a 3 o'clock announcement. we got plenty of time, guys. Going to be going to be okay. Let's not live this second by second. But is is the, the panic because he got fonged? Is that what happened here? Or is there more to it from the paranoia about uh, Winery's decision today at 3 o'clock? Yeah, it's probably that. Okay. Yeah, it's probably mostly the Wilt Fong prediction. But now that has been in conjunction with several other – recruiting folks tossing in predictions too. okay now i i would make the argument that probably fong's prediction sort of led to the others maybe but uh you know when you see four or five late in the game swing that direction yeah i mean that that's going to be concerning <laughs> camo sooner maybe missouri promised winari that he could have drink salary when he was fired after this season do you know what it's it's always fascinating to watch some of the reaction okay there you go so it's wilt fong alan true's a midwest recruiting analyst okay these are the people that have projected him to missouri 
Right. And it's really it for a guy that Georgia and Alabama are after as well, too. I think for now I do take a lot of excitement in that. It seems as if it was one of the more concerted all-out efforts from an in-state team to make sure a guy didn't leave their borders and his second choice appear and again, we don't even know, right? He hasn't made his decision, but Oklahoma is right there at, you know, 1A in this process. And oh by the way, it's 10:45 a.m. and nothing has been decided yet. At least in a public announcement. So, I don't know. I'm just – it's also August 14th. Signing day's a long way away. I think Mr. Sports brought up a really good point. You know, Eli Drinkwitz did get a contract extension this offseason. But let's see, who's all – oh, those aren't the coaches. Those are the people that were involved in um, projecting him, right, Yeah, to, the, to Missouri? Yeah, those are three other predictions. You never know what could – what could happen with a coaching staff? Not necessarily a head coach, but the guys who are involved in recruiting him. So I'm – I don't think I'm mentally prepared whenever we're uh, just about to click under 19 days, essentially, to the start of the college football season to worry too much about a guy that's going to commit. But I, I'm here for you. I'm here to listen to it and hopefully try to bring that perspective up. Hey, if you get them, great. If you don't, signing day's not tomorrow, and you never know what happens after one year. I have a question about dropping the bag, um, something that I've learned or at least curious about. So, like, do you, when you're promised that money, allegedly, do you get it, like, right away after you commit, or do they wait until you sign? How does that work? I need a bag man to call us and let me know how that works. Ask, I don't know. Let's ask Williams when Aries can. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get it right away? Um, <laughs> OU fans are now waiting on David Hicks and Williams Winari to come back after they have committed to other schools. If he does commit to Missouri, what the actual blankety blank? <laughs> that's Mojo Eraser. <laughs> that's my charge, okay? That's just my challenge. Do you – I wonder if today Georgia fans are panicking like this. It's like, we're going to lose a guy to Missouri. Or well, no, Alabama because fans they've are. won back-to-back national championships and they've landed a lot of these Fair types point. of players. Fair o- point. Oklahoma hasn't won a national championship since 2000, mm. and they've been involved in some some high-profile swings and misses on these types of talents. So the, the panic is – it's understandable. I'm not saying it's totally justified, but it is understandable from a certain faction of the OU fan base. Um, Missouri, uh, this is because September 1 is when the new NIL law takes effect. And according to that new NIL law in Missouri, it allows high school athletes to cash in if they sign to an in-state school. So basically, Missouri high school athletes will be able to cash in endorsement deals once they sign a letter of intent to an in-state college. So is it basically saying, hey, he can just sign tomorrow or today and then he'll start getting paid? I kind of find it funny that everyone is like, gosh, it's Missouri. (laughs) That's the anger more than anything else. And I completely understand it. You could literally get lost in this text line right now. I need to close it. I need to close it. Uh, But five-star Randy writes, we can use NIL for a player who wants to be here if we don't get him. I don't 
I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can. But my understand without, you know, sounding dumb. But Oklahoma's NIL plan slash deals. It's not about hey you're going to get two hundred thousand if you sign here, and I don't think Georgia's or Alabama's or in anyone's outside of those that are really desperate. Michigan State, Missouri. You know you've got. There's a part of earning it, but knowing that it's there. Let me clarify. You might not have that bag right when you sign, but you know that opportunity is there to make that kind of money because of how hard you've had Oklahoma work on its NIL program. It's competitive. But it's one guy who it looks like Missouri is that ill tech. We'll do whatever it takes. James and Whitehouse. It adds this to it. It's not just losing a five star. It's we would be losing it to a crappy program. <laughs> I don't. But again, the Georgias, Oregon's, Tennessees yeah. of the world, they, they are too. All right, quick break, quick break. When we come back, uh, let, let's hit on a couple of non recruiting panic issues here. Parker's coming. I believe Park. Well, Parker's back, right, today. So he'll be in today at noon with Steelman. We'll have coverage of it all day long, but I feel like we're just treading water here in this conversation that is centered around a couple of things. I can't believe we're going to lose a kid to Missouri, and why didn't we pay him more? It's kind of where we are, which and, that's never going to be the way OU operates. And is he actually picking Missouri? Right, it, exactly. Right. <laughs> then you got to put that that kind of caveat on. It's like, well, guys, we still got time. I can't wait till 3 o'clock if something happens and he does sign out or commit elsewhere. It's like, now it's 3 o'clock. Can we be mad now? Quick break. It's playing Sean the Ref. I got so many topics from college football for the top five stories of the day. We'll get after it coming up in exactly, what, five minutes from now right here on the Ref? Uh, from the 405 off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If you talked about Kelly Maxwell, been away from the radio. And what's with the ads that say Barry Trammell is a sellout? Well, I would say the Lost Ogle has the report. Yeah, I guess they're starting a new entity, right? Sounds like it, right? Mm-hmm. Is that is have they announced that? Barry wrote about it yesterday. I guess. Oh, he did. Yeah, I guess there's been a lot of speculation and people reaching out to him. As soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, first of all, I don't think the Oklahoma's going to pay for a billboard because they're barely paying for people to come write for them. Number one, <laughs> and number two, it's a it's a marketing campaign. It's a Gonzo marketing scheme. And and best of luck to uh, everyone involved. Barry will be fine. Barry's awesome. Well, I mean, he's a Oklahoma legend. So, and as far as Kelly Maxwell is concerned, she looks really good in crimson and cream, real good, really good. Uh, I would, you know, my take on like cowards of the world or people that don't really follow college football saying something stupid about Oklahoma football and everyone losing their mind. How my deathbed wish is that someone would say something stupid and there would just be silence. Crickets. Nothing. Kind of starting to feel that way about softball. We don't need to respond to every single 12-follower reporter that says, yeah, they're ruining the game. It's terrible. It's terrible for college softball. Yeah, you guys were pretty much celebrating whenever Jordy Ball left. So now it, in the span of a month, it went from Oklahoma, dare, take that. You finally got yours to they're ruining the game again. 
Can y'all make up your mind on this one? I'm very perplexed right now. Say something negative about Oklahoma softball. Right. Uh, and you'll never get more exposure than you've ever had in your life. Um, Grant Sooner, right? Or Granite Sooner. Look at the on-the-field results of these schools buying these five stars. Does anyone think it will be any different in Missouri than A&M, Oregon, and Miami? I think Oregon's got a chance to be pretty good this year, right? But so far, it's been an abjunct failure. In fact, it's been such a failure at A&M, they've completely changed the recruiting strategy. <laughs> they've bought three classes, or uh, <clears throat> two classes, <laughs> And it just, it hasn't worked. Allegedly. It hasn't worked. They stink. And so what do they do? It's like, all right, listen, let's go back to getting some culture, guys. Find some dudes in the portal. I actually applaud A&M because even though they're still dropping bags, <laughs> at least they're being a little bit more selective about it, right? Oh, five-star. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Now they're being a little bit smarter. Kiss it. the 12-man-plus goodbye. When we come, Yeah, R.I.P. That was one thing that disappeared was their collective during my vacation. All right, our top five stories of the day. A lot of college football coming up next.